Cool. So, what's happening, guys? Uh, episode one of Greater Daily, which is my brand new podcast, what everyone's been nagging me to do, and something I've been wanting to do for a while, so I decided to get started. Uh, yeah, so, first episode, I wanted to talk a lot about mental health, and especially the positive side of every situation, so I decided to get Gary in this. Uh, me and Gary go way back when it comes to primary school and everything, so we were pretty good friends about that. A bit drifted in high school, but that happens. Uh, I started to see him develop more the mental health side and the more positivity and the spiritual kind of side when it comes to that on Instagram, which I kind of came across by accident. <laughs> but yeah, it inspired me a lot and I started looking into it a lot after him showed me it. So yeah, Gary, to introduce yourself. And yep. see that thanks thanks a lot. Um, pleasure to be on. Um, yeah, like you said, we've uh, we grew up together, primary school, uh, high school, uh, done some uh, extracurricular things like cadets together. Yeah. Um, that was great fun uh, and yep 20 year old from Edinburgh um, really passionate about a number of things especially football and uh, like you said mental health and um, really just seeking knowledge on a daily basis so pleasure to be here good man, good man so the first part of this podcast is going to be a small kind of Q&A just to try and get to know us a bit better and for you guys to kind of connect us and to know that we are kind of human we do know there is problems but there is always a light side so these questions we'll try and answer as best as we can and as honestly as we can there's not going to be beating around the bush on this <laughs> so first thing first question is going to be it's a big one so <laughs> what are your biggest hurdles mentally and physically what are my biggest hurdles physically and mentally yep you go first i'll, I'll go first you. okay um so we'll start off physically uh what first springs to mind is staying f as fit as I can for the return to the football pitch, um, which, you know, can, as as things have been on, you know, lockdown, and not been having that uh, constant training sessions. So you need to stay fit uh, to keep yourself sharp for the return. Um, mentally, that's a good one. Mentally, at the minute, I'd probably say... Uh, probably not judging myself about you know not being in a really strict routine because you know sometimes you can beat yourself up i'm sure you you'll agree yeah. with that jamie yeah. sometimes you can beat yourself up um when it comes to you know you know you know what you should be doing but um you know we're, we're in the middle of a global pandemic you know things are meant to be uh, strange so i definitely think one yeah. of the hurdles mentally at the minute is uh, not judging yourself too much Definitely, I agree with that. So, leading into that, my part of that would be the physical side for me is more the bodybuilding side's fucking tough. Like, it's hard. Yeah. Um, I don't have the equipment to do what I should be doing to develop as much as I can. Yeah. I mean, I stay with my girlfriend right now during lockdown and we managed to get like a multi gym kind of thing so I can do a lot of exercise on it, but it's light as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so it's not really the resistance I need. And I also bought bands and stuff to try and make that heavier, but it's still not adding up. So that's probably my, my hardest meant, uh, physically, sorry. Uh, try to just develop and do that and get into a routine of doing that. It's hard. Yeah. But mentally, I mean, there's a lot of hurdles you can face with this. And I think it's going to be the same with you. It's like, I'm a routine kind of addict. I have to have a routine or I kind of fucking lose my mind. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I lose my mind when it comes to not having a routine. And when that gets cut off and when I can't go to the gym, I lose... I lose that mental connection with it and it kind of 
hit me like a truck in, in a sense. So, yeah. Hit you like a truck? Yeah. Definitely. Kind of, the whole pandemic just kind of smashed yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. Threw you, <laughs> off, threw you off your routine a bit. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, second question. How do you stay motivated during lockdown? How do I stay motivated during lockdown? Um, Well, I think there is a distinct, uh, first of all, a distinct separation between motivation and drive. Mm -hmm. Um, I I think motivation, I think you'll agree, comes and goes. Yeah. Um, And I think drive, yeah, yeah. I think drive is the sort of, the thing that's the fire in your belly almost. Yeah. Um, And you know, it's it is hard to stay mo- uh, motivated during unprecedented times like these, but on the same aspect, you know, you know, things get get better anyway uh, over time. You know, a great saying is "This too shall pass." So it's just about being ready when, when you know, it starts up again and and getting a, getting in front while you're uh, while you can. Yeah, use this yeah, time to your sure. advantage but don't judge yourself too much if that's not happening for you yeah um, i mean yeah definitely it's like it's happening for a reason and it's obviously we need to adapt to it yeah and yeah you can't rely a lot of people rely on motivation for a lot of things especially when it comes to sports and everything like that but motivation is not going to be the one that's going to get you there if you know what i mean yeah i'd agree with that yeah motivation is not going to be the thing to get you to the end goal it's going to be your drive, your dedication, they're the ones who are going to get there. If you lose motivation, it's not going to be the road then. You're going to lose motivation. There's going to be days where you don't want to do it. And obviously, you have the days, I have the days. Yeah. Pro bodybuilders, pro footballers, they all have the days. You can't have motivation all the time and it's just, don't rely on motivation is what my answer is going to be for that. Yeah, well, yeah, I agree with you. It's, like you said, it ebbs and flows. You have good days, you have bad days. You know, yeah. it's, it comes down to the fire in your belly, the drive. Um, comes down to how bad do you want it exactly exactly yeah <laughs> exactly that so that was actually that, that was a good question there I like same that. yep enjoyed so, that next question I, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this and I hope you will because you're also a fit guy you're into your sports and everything next one's going to be how to lose body fat in your belly and love handles well I know that this is leaning more into your niche but mm-hmm. I'd, I'd probably say well for sure, it comes down to your diet because the only way you're going to see your abs is if you've not got that layer of, of body fat. Um, and then, but you do get these gurus who who put click, uh, clickbait titles of how to get your uh, how, how to show uh, how to get a six pack in six weeks or something like that. But if you're <laughs> and, they, and they only talk about doing ab crunches and you're like, what? <laughs> Set up for thirty days. <laughs> yeah. So what? What? How? What's your answer to how would you get rid of body fat and love handles? So when it comes to losing body fat and getting kind of lean and shredded, it comes down to diet, definitely diet. And it's been in a caloric deficit. So if you're eating your maintenance calories and you're, say, running more, you're going to burn more fat and you're going to burn more calories. Yeah. So over time, you need to stay in that caloric deficit for as long as you can. And that could be, like, say, competition prep. I was on prep for 16 weeks. Wow. So I was dieting for 16 weeks and managing to get pretty lean. And then obviously my shoes got cancelled. <laughs> 16 weeks? 16 weeks. Um, that's a long, that's like, that's a quite a fast prep for some people. Most guys take like 20 weeks, 24 weeks, like it's long. And 
it's just to get that level of conditioning. To lose body fat and belly fat, especially, that's kind of stubborn, stubborn place where people store, uh, tend to store it. So, like me, I store mine around my belly, my love handles, my back, stuff like that. So, it took me that long to even lose a bit of that. And that's just stubborn. So, it's just hammering your diet, yeah. hammering cardio. Getting in, if you're, if you're not too fat and you're quite, you can see it abs already, but you just want to lose that a little bit, get aggressive with it. Eat a lot less than you can. Just eat less food and move more. That's as easy as I can put it. Um, stick to it. Trust the process. And that's that's all you can really do. Yeah. It sounds like you need to practice a lot of discipline. Oh, trust me. It's discipline. Like, I'll admit, I cheated a lot on my diet. But I'm on, obviously, my thing, I'm on performance and drugs. So I can afford a little thing like that. Yep. Whereas someone in natural bodybuilding, they'd have a fucking cookie and they blow up like stupid amount. It's it's crazy when things like that happen, but it's just a kick in the ass. Even drugs won't make that much of a difference. So yeah, so, yeah we're happy with that one. Happy with that one. <laughs> so, what's this? Third question is, no, fourth, is going to be, what's the first thing you notice in a girl? <laughs> the first thing I notice in a girl? Yeah. Hmm. Right, we have to be completely honest here. Like, <laughs> well, confidence, I suppose. If I'm being, if I'm being brutally honest, because that's the first thing that you interact with when it comes to, well, first impressions. Um, yep. Yeah. How the carry Yeah, I think I think you can definitely see, you you can see it um, often when someone carries confidence with them. It's almost like an an aura that you can sense. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that's the first thing that I'd notice. Yep. Definitely, I agree with that. So, yeah, maybe be confidence and just like you notice like the way they walk. And if someone's walking the way you don't like, you're not going to be attracted to that. And it's like the little thing, like the way someone walks can attract you. If you know what I mean. Well, yeah, it's it's it comes down to to first impressions, don't it? I mean, exactly. It's, exactly. It's not all predicated on first impressions, obviously, but that is what the initial. We're, we're visual creatures. Yeah, that's like that's the whole argument. I'll always back my side that, you know, personality versus looks. I think looks will attract you and personality will grab you. Aye, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, you're not going to go and try and find out if someone's got a good personality if they're if you're not attracted. Yeah. So you need the looks to be there the first thing. Yeah. And I'll always argue that. And people will always disagree, but that's the truth. <laughs> it is, and it's much, much deeper than a social debate it's hardwired into our brains <laughs> exactly we learn by looking we we attracted to things we like looking at yeah so definitely that's the thing um next question what are your biggest what what do you think the biggest challenges the next generation will face <sighs> that's a big that's one a biggie. that's a biggie <laughs> so the biggest challenges the next generation will face that is a biggie well climate change is one uh, the climate has mm-hmm. been changing for well since the last ice age, but the, yeah. the excessive amount of damage we're doing to the oceans, so environmental damages uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, overpopulation uh, is another one, but that that's maybe not the next generation. That's maybe a couple down yeah. the line. Um, yeah. The next generation will have the challenge of growing up entirely from start to finish with social media still being a thing in their lives and and you know how influential social media is on people so that's really the next generation are really um you're that's when you're going to get a true representation of 
how powerful social media is because you'll see uh, these people, the next generation later developed in their life and, and the habits they pick up from being in a culture that's always had social media. Mm, definitely. So, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. I think it's going to be little things what we're doing right now, say pollution, um, yeah. the climate and everything. We're fucking it up really badly. Totally. And one of the main things, one of the main arguments with that is the bees. If we don't have bees, we're gonna we're not gonna be exactly, here. Exactly, exactly. Um, and a lot of people, uh, sorry, sorry, to interrupt, but <laughs> it's funny when you really think think about it deeply. Bees are more important than us. <laughs> that's yeah. a bit perspective. <laughs> <laughs> they're, the, they're the driving force of it. So yeah, that's a great point. And we're killing them right now, and there's there's no really going back if they're that gone soon enough. Exactly. So exactly, we need to buckle up with that, and that'll be the one thing what ends. In the generations, so well, it's definitely going to be there. Yep, that's the thing. Yeah, that's it's the the little thing, the butterfly effect. You know, yeah. the little things yeah. can have a big impact over a period of time. Definitely. So I actually got a question there. Well, this one's down the bottom, but I'll just put it there. Yeah. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? <sighs> conspiracy theory. Now, a, a lot of people who who get a bit controversial here. <laughs> a lot of people who, well. I talk to about conspiracy theories and things like that, know that I hate the term conspiracy theory. All right. All right. <laughs> and let me tell you why, okay? Because conspiracy theory has a lot of connotations of being a, of the person wearing a tinfoil hat and mm-hmm. and this, that and the other. And it's easy to get brushed under, anything is easy to get brushed and uh, tarnished with the same brush of conspiracy theory. So, mm-hmm. I just wanted to get that out there. But, um, my favourite conspiracy theory is definitely what the true intentions of the Great Pyramid of Giza actually was, because by Christ, See, it I was a not feeling. a tomb. <laughs> I had a feeling you were going to say that. <laughs> I, had a feeling that. I think, uh, <laughs> I think uh, I'd be disingenuous to myself. I never. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think that's that's your main leading force right there. <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. What what would you? What's your favorite? Are you a fan of conspiracy theories, Jamie? See, I'm the kind of guy. I don't really think about them until I'm awake at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning. In bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. I'll be like spacing out my bed and try to sleep, but then I would just suck up my head. They're like, "What happened if? What if that didn't happen? What would be? Like, what would it be right now?" So in a way, mine's just going to be the butterfly effect, definitely. And then. Um, I think, especially, you know, the World War, if the, have you heard the story about the driver? If you took the left turn instead of the right, the war wouldn't have happened. Yeah, yeah. What is that story? So it's like there was a general and he had a letter and he was to take it somewhere, but his mind was telling him to go a different way. And if he didn't go that that different way, the war wouldn't have happened. Wow. And if the war didn't happen, like it was that simple, that, that little left turn, if he didn't take that, Nothing, nothing would have happened. Hitler wouldn't have rose to power. Any of that, the war wouldn't have happened. Not that many deaths. Like, think about the whole thing. The lashback of that, right now. Yeah. We wouldn't be this right now if we, if you actually think about it, because there could be so many little things what have changed from the war. So, yeah, in a way, I think the butterfly effect is definitely my favourite, and it's I think this is one I'll look into the yeah. most. That that was a great that was a great uh, demonstration of the butterfly effect and and how powerful it is. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy, like, the flap of a butterfly's wing could change the span of me right now. Exactly. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. <laughs> it's that crazy, and people really need to look into it. It's, it's something all your stoners and like your hippies and stuff like that, they won't look into it, but normal people won't, if you know what I mean. Well, yeah, and, and uh, I think that like looking into these things, it only benefits you because it makes you pay attention yeah. to the small details, I think, a bit better because you pay attention to uh, you're more mindful and conscious about uh, tiny effects and how they. Like for example, like throwing your your rubbish outside your car window after you're done with it. Mm. That sounds like yeah. that sounds like a micro thing, but later down the line, if everyone keeps doing that and you keep doing that throughout your life, what are you leaving the next generation? Yeah, we're messed. Exactly. <laughs> we're messed and it's up. the micro decisions, you know. Yeah, it's like even little things. Like as soon as me stomping my foot like this, what if I don't do that? Uh, we you just know. caused you and just caused an earthquake in, in somewhere else in America. Yeah. There's the whole thing <laughs> about people. Have you not seen the thing recently about the? I'm sure it was the Pentagon releasing. No, NASA. Sorry, they released that they found a, a parallel universe. <laughs> a parallel universe. Um. Yeah. A few. My girlfriend told me about a few days ago. They seemingly found a parallel universe, but they don't know what it is yet and stuff like that. And similarly, time goes backwards. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I did see that. You know what? I did see that. And it's yeah, weird. it is something to do, right? Don't quote me on it, but if I remember correctly, it is something to do with magnetic fields. And it's like magnetic right. field hotspots around our, uh, around the Earth. And it's, it's. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, I'm, I mind seeing that. Um, now you mention it. Just imagine that, though. Like, that's fucking crazy. Well, that's the thing that's, it's, like, again, it puts things into perspective. Like, you didn't actually know what is going on. Like, this could, like I don't know if you've seen Elon Musk on a talk. Oh, He's I brilliant. Him. I love him as well. But he talks about <laughs> the percentages of this being a simulation and things like that. But it, yeah. the true thing, the true thing to, that I get out of it is that no one really knows. Yeah, we're never going to know. That's well, the thing. Yep. Something will change. Mm-hmm. Something will change, and we won't know. So, yeah, for sure. So, leading on to this one, this one's going to be good for for you. I think you'll answer this one greatly. If you could have lunch with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Lunch with one person dead or alive, who would it be? Great question. Anyone, yep. anyone ever. Damn, that is a great question. I'm sure a lot of people already know my answer. So, so if I can, Jamie, I'd like to set up. A, I'd like to give two different answers one for dead and one for alive today Um, so we'll start off with alive Um, definitely be a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk I don't know if you've heard of him but Uh, he is is a entrepreneur from um, New Jersey and he's got that sort of Jersey attitude you know he he swears and he's he's right right to the point and all the stuff he gives like all the the content he puts out and his whole ethos about everything is just it's right down to practicality it's right down to the mm-hmm. the good stuff you know um, yeah. so definitely if I was having lunch with someone alive it would be Gary Vaynerchuk and dead <laughs> um, I'd probably say Nikola Tesla um, right. I think yep. he was like definitely the best uh, inventor ever to live like, like he, if, if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have you know AC electricity that's powering 
that's charging our phones you know, and, and, and our plug sockets and, and the things like that. So I think yeah. he was up to a lot of exciting things and uh, was he died. When he died, uh, here's another conspiracy theory for you. When he died, <laughs> all his belongings and papers were confiscated by the uh, FBI. So right, right. and they they've been slowly released, um and like and I think their most recent release of his papers was only like a year ago. So they're still Jeez. holding on to things, but definitely if I was to have lunch with someone who's dead, it would be Nikola Tesla. Yeah. And what about you, Jamie? See, I can see. I'm only going to do one because the, the truth answer is I would not have done with one person there. Yeah. Um, and he's dead, obviously, and it's the rapper XXX Tentacion. Mm, yes. Yep. I'm aware. Yeah. Purely because the inspiration and the mindset he had. I mean, come on. If you if you actually listen to his music, if you listen to him as a person, like his live streams, like he was amazing with his mind, and he was too too smart. Yeah. But he was also immature. If you know what I mean. Immature. He, yeah, he didn't know how smart he actually was. In a way, he didn't know the impact he would have on people. And I think he caught a lot of people off guard with that. Um, he was one. He was one of the people who spoke about like Illuminati, the Third Eye, like everything like that, and just this whole mindset. Like you can see from his development. I don't know if you know when you seen him with half blonde, half black hair. He was a bit like a rebel, like a teenage kind of like the angry gangster kind of fighting yeah. guy. And then he he went to jail. He got accused of beating his ex girlfriend and stuff like that. Right. And then it turned out that she lied. Like she openly admitted in court that she lied about it. But to this day, he still get, he still gets labelled as a wound beater, and I think that's the main reason he developed so much. And he shaved his eyebrows off. He got a tattoo of a tree on his forehead, and he dyed his hair grey. And the symbol symbolization of that is the trees. I've got a tattoo on my wrist, and it's a tree without leaves is a life without burden. Right. And I think that's amazing. I think he he completely changed himself in his looks. To get away, and he, he said it was like him killing his old self and developing it. I knew him, and after that stage, he dyed his hair blue. He started making YouTube videos, gaming videos, and engaging with people and everything like that. He started his own um, like charity called the Helping Hand Charity and XSX Foundation, which is things for like homeless kids. And if you go on his YouTube channel, he done a full video about him giving money to homeless kids and going into a shelter and giving them Xboxes, PS4s, and everything like that. And then obviously he suddenly died. Yeah, I, <laughs> I suddenly, remember that. Yeah. It sounds it sounds and, like uh, you were really inspired by his work. Oh, trust me, amazingly, it was it's crazy. I mean, I'm I've got a tattoo booked in um, next month of him, so that should be that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so my chance, my choice is definitely X. Yeah, definitely. that was. Uh, I, I I'm not really a, a massive uh, follower of him, but by the sounds of it. He's really inspired you, and it seems like he, he was uh, he's probably inspired a lot of other people out there. Definitely, I mean millions. Dogs are kind of going crazy. <laughs> if you can hear that. Yeah, that's cool, man. It's cool. Um, yeah. So, mine's definitely going to be asked that question. Is that did that come as no surprise to your regular followers? Oh god, that would be no <laughs> surprise to me. <that. laughs> no surprise to anyone who knows me. Um. So the next question is going to be the top three places you'd like to travel to. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, top three places I'd like to travel to. 
All right, first one, I'm going to get out of the way because you know exactly what it is. <laughs> the, pyramid of, the Great Pyramid of Giza, for sure, in, uh, in, in yep. Egypt. Um, secondly, uh, mm-hmm. I would like to probably visit the Amazon, the Amazon rainforest. I think there's a lot of interesting things uh, yeah. in there that, you know, is, is right up my, the type of, things I like to look at, like uh, ancient civilization type things, and I think there's a lot of cool things yeah. there. Um, secondly, I'm going to say the Isle of Sky because I've never been there, right. and I feel like I uh, wouldn't be doing Scotland any favours if I never added one a place from Scotland because it's a be- <laughs> it's so beautiful. Um, yeah, un- unbelievable, especially, but you seem to, you seem to forget that when you yeah, get to Yeah, yeah, yep, you get, uh, you cool. get, what's the word? You get used to it, and you don't appreciate it yeah. as much. Especially as in Edinburgh. I mean, people people probably have this in their list. Edinburgh yeah. is their list. Oh yeah, for sure, and for sure. Like it doesn't even cross our mind because we exactly. see it every day. Exactly, that's 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 correct. Like, um, and the third place, the third place would mm, this is tricky. It is. It is. Uh, the third place would. Probably be uh, like somewhere. That's tricky. Probably somewhere with like really good mountain bike trails, like Canada or something like that, like Whistler Bike Park or something. Like that. I'm running into my mountain biking yeah. at the minute, so it'd probably be like right. uh, you know, like a one of these famous bike parks in Canada, Whistler. Don't know if you're aware mm-hmm. of it, but it's a quite a famous place in the mountain bike sort of scene. Um, so right, probably cool. there. What about yourself? Three places you'd like to travel to, Jamie? God. So my goal in, in real life and when I grow up and everything is going to be, I want to move to LA. So LA is definitely going to have to be one of them. Yep. Um, then I'd probably say Bora Bora. All right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just, I love it. It looks amazing. I've never been. I want to go so badly. Just if you see pictures of it, it looks absolutely amazing. And then last one will probably be probably North China. North China. Northern China, just the whole history behind there and everything like that. I think that's going to be amazing, and it's definitely on my bucket list there. Yeah, definitely. that's that's quite that's funny you said that. I I quite like uh, like that sort of what what's it called again? That Oriental tradition type. Like yeah, I, yeah. I, that's a great answer, Jamie. I like that places. I like that style of like his, just the yeah, whole culture yeah. is amazing. It's, I mean, it's crazy. So. You know what? Another uh, place that I'd actually really like to go to is like one of these Himalayan, uh, like monk temples. Uh, you know that? That. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that would be fascinating to. Even just walking around, like just seeing things, it'd be oh, absolutely incredible. amazing. Absolutely incredible. Like the Great Wall of China. Think about that. How the fuck? <laughs> so big. <laughs> it's crazy. So the next one. Is a basic question, but I think it's got a lot of meaning behind it. I think if you answer it right, it shows a lot about your character. So, what's your favourite Disney movie? Favourite Disney movie? Oh, that is tricky. You know what? I'll I'll probably say. Uh, You're gonna be brave. probably brave. <laughs> yeah. Is that is is that a, a bad choice? <laughs> no, no, no. I mean. It's, see if you look at Disney yeah. movies they all have a different meaning behind them right. 
and they all have different stories beneath the actual story. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, second so, layer. So if you look at Hercules, yeah. that's about personal development and not giving mm. up, if you know what I mean. So my two favourite Disney movies are going to be Brother Bear oh, and Hercules. Brother Bear is all about, like, yet again, you might be ugly in the in- on the outside, but it doesn't mean it's holding yeah. you back. And you can grow to be beautiful, just like the, like the little the, the ugly duck. Yeah, good, good analogy. It's a good analogy. <laughs> so you might start off where you, not want to, where you don't want to be, but you'll get there in the end. And that's the whole picture behind it. Yeah. There is always someone looking out for you and there's someone who's going to end up pushing you to strive and be the best and that's the exact same with Brother Bear how there's his little brother Bear and the big bear is always on a mission to try and find out the truth and I think that's a, the whole like reason to look into Disney movies as well they're so they're childish like people look at them frown upon them if you're an adult and stuff but then look at the picture behind it there's so many yeah I'd agree with that and I think uh the, the second layer, you know, of like, well, for example, Disney movies, obviously the 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 first layer is the movie itself, you know, how it's portrayed, all the characters and that. And the second layer is, you know, the meaning behind what's going on, like you just brilliantly explained. Yeah. And I think, you know, like the ability to pick up on things like that, very beneficial. Yeah, definitely. So next one is, what's one thing you're taught, your parents have taught you? Uh, they've taught me a lot of things, um, but the one that stands out is definitely um, my mum. When I was younger, anytime I'd like fall over, um, any for a young age, it was always you're fine, get back up. You're fine, exactly. get back up. You know, get try to learn to climb up the stairs, fall down, you're fine, get back up. And that and yeah. that like. Uh, uh, I feel fortunate and grateful that for that because that's that is something that I've I've like carried through my life and I think that's yeah. the, probably the thing that uh, sticks out the most, Jamie, for sure. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, most people know I, I grew up with yep. my grandparents. Um, I grew up with a connection with my mum and stuff like that, but I didn't, I didn't know yep. my dad. And I think there's a lot to tell from that and not to get into too, like, too much sloppy shit and anything, but I think it's the whole cliche of I didn't have that when I was younger, so I'm not going to want my kids to be like that. And I think it's taught me a lot of resilience and I had to grow up quite early. I had to be me and from an early age. So that's taught me that it's never too early to grow up. It's never too, but then it's also never too late to be a child. If you know what I mean? It's never too late. You can still enjoy yourself. Yeah, it seems like it kick-started your independence. Yeah, definitely. It did. And the other thing we kind of be, but family doesn't necessarily mean it's the right thing. And I mean, we might come from different backgrounds. Like you, you probably come from like a good background, like happy, your mom, stuff like that. But then you get children who, not like me, not so like that, but you get children who yeah, have sure, grown up with. For sure. And some people don't look at family the way other people look at family. Like some people have like family forever and stuff on the back, yeah, you know, tattoos yeah. and everything. <laughs> But then some people don't see blood as anything. Some people see their friends as closer than family. Yeah, I definitely agree with it. I think mm-hmm. it comes. I think it's it's all in the experience. What you what some my experience of uh, you know family 
environments is different from someone else's experience in a family environment. Um, you know, I was fortunate. Um, my mum and dad did separate when I was younger, and I stayed with my mum. Um, yeah. but yeah, my my mum done a really really good job in and providing what she had to do for her kids Definitely. and things like that. And I take a lot of uh, inspiration from it. But I'm also aware that um, you know, people aren't as fortunate to have the same sort of. Yeah. Um, yeah. It can it can lead to different outcomes of perception, like you just mentioned. Yeah. For you know, someone's uh, like idea of blood and family is different from someone else's because they've had different experiences. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you get some people who think family are closer than friends, and friends are family are closer yeah. than family. Mm-hmm. So it's just perspective and reality. It's like you can look at take a step from a different perspective, and you'll see. Like, it's that yep, easy. For sure, definitely. And, I mean, your mum is an amazing person. I've known your, your mum for, God, we used to be mates when yep, we were younger. Years so. and years. That's, yeah, I, I forget how how long ago that thing like that is. It just feels like yesterday, <laughs> but at the same time, it feels like ages ago. Exactly. <laughs> playing football all the time together. Playing, like, I, I, mind Minecraft. I used to play Minecraft. On, like. on, the, on the pirate, <laughs> the pirate, de- uh... <laughs> the pirate coffee. <laughs> and cadets as well. That's brilliant. Memories, bro. Oh man, Cadets is Cadets was crazy. So, the next question was going to be like, I've got one here, let me try and find it. What would you say your biggest struggle has been in your life right now? And what's like put you down the most? Hmm. Uh, you know what? That's, it is a, it's a great question. It is tough. It's, tough. it's, it's tough. hard to almost look. In hindsight, like that, there's nothing that really strikes me as being uh, something that's like put me down. Um, mm. But yeah. I've definitely faced adversity for sure, um, just like yeah. everyone has at some point. Um, but the biggest thing, well, most recently was um, I tried to. I wasn't happy with the situation. Like I wasn't wanting to con- uh, work on a construction site. It wasn't. Uh, like what I wanted to do and it wasn't yeah it wasn't a lifestyle that that it, like I felt I had a calling to you know so then yeah. I, I took yeah. took action and started a, a social media marketing agency and yep. yeah yeah so I've done that for a while and to be honest it didn't bear many fruits for me and that is solely down uh, to me and I felt like I was getting lazy on that and then that's yeah. when I felt like, you know, uh, laziness is more yourself telling yourself that you you don't actually like this. So yeah, yeah. I see so that, that as well. Once I recognised that, I started to to come away for that, and then most recently, um, you know, I gave up on that idea, and I think I was too I was humming and hawing for too long about if that was the right thing to do was to pursue it, or the right thing to do was to, uh, you know, start focus my attention on somewhere else and I think getting caught yeah, up in that procrastination um, can definitely uh, do more damage than it can good yeah for sure right. and what about I yourself so the thing what hurt me it kind of the same thing as you I was always driven in army 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 I was grew up with a stepdad yeah, in the military yeah. mm. and it was, it was always driven in my mind join the military be, be an army man be a yeah. soldier like you know what I mean and I, I went, I signed up, got there, 
I went to Harrogate when I was 16. And I ended up, because you know I used to do a yeah. lot of parkour. Yep, you're really good at that. And my feet got fucked up from that. I got loads of impact and it damaged me badly. And I collapsed my arches in my feet. But I didn't realise until oh, I got geez. to the army. <laughs> so when I got there, it was maybe three quarters of the way through, through training. Um, managed, I couldn't walk. I woke up one morning, I couldn't walk. I was, we were on a run. I was always at the back because I was absolutely in, in so much pain. Like, yeah. I couldn't do anything. And it was to the point where I was actually nearly put in a wheelchair because wow. of my feet. And uh, I was getting massages every day. I was doing treatments, like, every single hour, just not being able to do it. And it started to become, I was like, why am I here then? Like, if I can't do anything, why am I here? And I started getting really lazy with it. And it just, I seen it as a calling that, okay, maybe it wasn't the thing I was meant exactly. to do. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, it destroyed me then. It destroyed me then. Like, it absolutely killed me, knowing that I couldn't be the thing I wanted. But then I realised, jeez, it's not the end of the world, is it? Like, come on. Now, I see my calling as bodybuilding, fitness. I've got, I, I know a lot about that. And I think that's where my speciality comes in. But I just see the army wasn't my life. And I think that's the biggest thing I regret doing when I was younger. I think I was too set yeah, on it. Well, and I it sounds like it uh, sounds like you now realise that in hindsight, and you know, you can better than anyone, Jamie. Hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's twenty twenty vision. Hindsight. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Definitely. But that sound. It sounds like you had to face a lot of adversity to to you know get through that. Well, yeah, it was like every single day I was trying to push. I was like, "They're not. You're not coming on a run," and I'd be like, "Well, I'm trying," and then. I'd get halfway through and I'd be crippled on the floor, like fucking what's yeah, that fuck? That's not good, is it? <laughs> and then there would be days where I'd feel fine, like my feet would be okay, I'd be able to walk and everything like that. And then the next day I wouldn't be able to walk at all, like it, it happened like that. So I ended up getting out, and life ended there, and I started bodybuilding. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. That's the thing that yeah. if that never happened, would you be on this path right now? Exactly. I'd probably be. God, about half the size right now and just... Preparing to go to war with China. That's so, what you'd be doing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, next one. What would you do if you won the lottery? What would be the first thing you invest in? Or what would you do with it? Well, I'd need to learn to be a millionaire quick because exactly. uh, I think you'll, you'll probably agree that a lot of people who win the, the lottery uh, who didn't really know how to manage money previously go broke. A minute, yeah, a minute exactly. milk, yeah. So I definitely would say uh, assets, really, like maybe things like stocks uh, and other assets that would, uh, yeah. you know, secure money in the long run. But then I'd also uh, enjoy it as well. With don't know, at the minute I'd probably buy a sick you mic. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to do what you love, man. I mean, if I'd done that. I think I'd invest it. I'd probably go into real estate first, to be honest. Real estate? I would, yeah, I'd go into real estate. Yeah. Buy a house, buy, depending on how much, buy a house, and that's cool. That's that sort of, they'll have that. And that's a passive income in itself if you yeah, do it properly. Definitely. People always need someone um, to stay. Exactly. No one's going to not <laughs> want a house, are they? So you're going to need that. But then I'd also use part of it to just enjoy life. People say that money doesn't make you happy, but I'd rather cry in the Lamborghini if you, you know think? what I mean. So ah, <laughs> nah, I, mean, I was a bit, I was I was thinking about it and I was like I was thinking about it for a bit. Um <laughs> No, nah, I mean 
I'd enjoy myself. I'd, I'd definitely live life while I could. And then I'd save some, which I'm terrible at right now. I don't you know save what? at all. <laughs> no, I'm terrible at it. I spend money all the See, time. The thing, that, uh, the thing uh, with that, that that sort of revolutionised my sort of save it, like, is just the day after I get, so I get paid on a Thursday by, you know, my, my company. Um, so I'm, yeah. I'm an electrician. I work on a site, apprentice electrician. Um, yeah. So I get paid on a Thursday. And on the Friday, uh, money comes straight out into a savings account, and that way I'm not seeing it. It's it's all it's uh, autonomous, and I think that's yeah. that's uh, a good wee good wee thing to to get set up because yeah. like it's always better when you're not having to physically move it into your savings account. It's just autonomous, you know. Definitely. And see, sorry, Definitely. sorry, Jim, just to to touch on that. You know, I know it was um, obviously you were joking when you were saying you're rather crying a Lamborghini. Um, and obviously, <laughs> you know, you were joking around, but a lot of people do actually. You'll know that a lot of people do think that. People have. Yeah. Yeah, people but, have. I mean, definitely. it is because you're crying. Cry. Why the fuck would you want to be crying? <laughs> exactly. You, you shouldn't be crying. Uh, in well, the first place, yeah. Right? Well, exactly. You, you're crying. Exactly. If you, if you need to cry, cry. I just feel like. Money doesn't if if you if someone you love just died, you're you're who gives a fuck about a Ferrari? Who get it doesn't matter if you're driving exactly. a Toyota or anything. I don't care any uh, brand names, but doesn't matter <laughs> if you're crying. You're crying. <laughs> you're obviously grieving, and money doesn't actually hold as much value as it did before that. Before you know, and I think that's just yeah. an interesting insight that um, I actually credit that to Gary Vaynerchuk. I've seen quite a lot of content that. That he describes that in more detail. I think that'll maybe hopefully bring value to someone who's listening. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you can understand yeah. people have that mindset, but in a way, money can provide slight happiness in certain ways if you exactly. do it properly. But there's always a there's a fine line between it all. And yeah, and that, the key that. the key phrase in that uh, key word in that sentence is what makes you happy. You know, if you've got money yeah. and you want to buy things. And it makes you happy. Who's who's anyone else to tell you what to do? But if you're you're exactly. you know buying things and you're broke and you're and it's and it's making you more unhappy and you're buying it for because you want uh, validation for your mates, it's it's not so not so good, you know. <laughs> yeah. Then it's going sure. backwards. Yeah. So so next question: What's your favorite pickup line? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, pickup lines aren't really, aren't really my thing. Uh, oh, that's a tricky one. I, you know what, Jamie, I'm gonna pass this one over to you, and I'm gonna buy myself time to think. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go for it. So, the worst one I've probably heard, and probably my favourite, is, "Do you want to play sunbeds?" And the girl proceeds to say, "What's that?" And you go, "It's when I get on top." <laughs> I'm aware of that one, like. Right. That one's that's probably the one I've heard, but pickup lines aren't really this generation's thing, are they? They're pretty they are, cringy. They uh, what what is one that I've? Uh... I'm sure everyone killed one out on like Tinder. Is or that a mirror there, in like... your pants? Because I can see myself in there. <laughs> Terrible, eh? I just got a big shooting cringe right so on my bad. back. <laughs> oh god. Right, we'll yeah. go fast and away for that one. Right, so what are your biggest goals in life? Where do you want to be? 
you know what this one's interesting because if you asked me this a year ago I'd have a different answer um, so yeah, a year ago uh, answering this I probably would have said um, away from my apprenticeship uh, you know having a completely different lifestyle running an agency um, and chasing mm-hmm. success as in uh, mo- like money almost like I, ne- I needed to get that the money to escape uh, my day my night like you know yeah. people refer to it as a nine to five so my normal job so i would have said i was chasing you know uh clients to get to 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 a means of getting out of that you know and mm-hmm. i'd say that was probably what i defined success as and i and i was chasing that but a year down the line um you know loads of things have happened in between and uh yeah i now say you know, I now see success as happiness, and that's the sort of northern star. So, yeah. To be honest, m- main goals at the minute is is obviously similar to you: stay fit, stay healthy, stay strong. Yeah. Constantly improve my um, like my mindset, my knowledge. Um, that's a big one. Is constantly keep learning. Um, for me, that's a massive one. Yeah, definitely. Um. Another big goal is probably play as long as I can. If for football, play as long as I can, um, at as high as a level as I can. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's another big goal is to um also convert out a van that I can live in full time, so I can also be on the move. Oh, right, um, yeah. And that's that's another big goal for the like the five year plan, you know. See, I never expected that really? from you, to be honest. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well, it's, wow. I've been thinking about it for quite a while. It's, um, it actually got kick-started because, you know, uh, I'm staying with my mum in Edinburgh. Uh, my dad also stays in Edinburgh. Yeah. But uh, my mum and stepdad yeah. are planning to uh, move up north, um, like at, at right. the north coast. So that sort of kick-started the plans of, well, how can I mobilise myself? Um, while also, while also living yeah. uh, <clears throat> comfortably and have that freedom, so that's that's the yeah. the reason behind that goal. What about yourself? That's nice. I mean, that, that exactly. gives you a, well, a that's reason true, yeah. everything. So, my goals. Obviously, I want to become pro in bodybuilding in Mexico. So that's going to take a lot of time, and that's going to take that's a that's a whole like oh, yeah, job in itself sure. becoming pro. Like. Um, there's a lot more things into bodybuilding than people expect. Like a massive bodybuilder just died recently because of lockdown um, wow. due to suicide. And I think it took the bodybuilding world by storm because you don't realise the the impact that actually has because he's not he wasn't training properly. He wasn't himself. And in a way, I kind of felt that because it makes you feel lost if you're doing something every day and it's your life. You feel lost. Yeah, I, I can understand that. Yeah. So I think. Becoming pro in bodybuilding, but then also like opening people's minds when it comes to this kind of stuff, talking about things because people tend not to talk, they just kind of, sure. especially males, if you know what I mean, box things up and everything like that. I was the exact same, and it took me time to actually talk about everything. So I think spread the word, talk to people, even if it's like a random person. I've had random people come up on Messenger and like ask me for help and talk to me, and it's been like three in the morning, and I've sat and talked. Yeah. Like, you need to because 
It's 2020. Things are getting a lot worse than we really think. And just be happy. That's my goal. I just want to be happy. If I've got a good job, what I'm happy doing, then I'm going to be yeah, successful sure. in my eyes. I think, I think so, uh, if, you, if, if you're looking for something, you'll find it. Yeah, definitely. It's like sorry. Yeah, if you you know if you're you're looking on the internet for negativity, you'll find negativity. If you're looking for it, positive, oh, yeah, positivity and optimism, you'll find positivity and optimism. It's your yeah. a big thing for me, Jamie. Is I feel like people uh, maybe don't realize how in control they actually are um, of over their own mind, yeah, their own exactly. body, and I think it's it's. It's actually something I'm really passionate about because I think it should be incorporated into the educa- education system somehow because otherwise you're sort of leaving out the skills that can really enhance someone's life. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's that easy to do that. It's that easy to change someone's perspective on anything. That one, if you're walking the street and you see someone's upset, if you go, hey, are you all right? Like, are you good? That's going to fucking change them. That- no matter who it is. And it's like, even if you see someone on the street not looking the best, like, you know what I mean? Like, and you just say, hey, like, hey, that's going to brighten their day. That could have made their whole fucking week because you've took the time to say, You know what, Hi. Jamie? That sounds like the butterfly, and, butterfly effect. <laughs> Brilliant. That's exactly it. It is. It's that real. It's the thing. Yep. Like, there's been times where, obviously, you feel upset and someone's just took the time to say, whatever, say, how are you? Even if it's, they've not meant it, if they don't know you're upset, you just say hi. Oh, well, for it, sure. It Sometimes that little spark in that in a in a, a world of darkness yeah. can set your fire alight, you know. But then I think I seem to think that sometimes going deeper into the darkness can be beneficial to push you further into the light, if you know what I mean. So yeah, a lot of kicking the ass of letting you know how fucking how bad you're going can be like a wake up call. And people disagree with that all the time. I think. Like the whole obesity thing. I think if you tell an addict who's severely hurt and going to kill themselves, soon they're going to die. If you tell them they're going to die and they want to change, they're probably going to change. But if you tell someone who's an addict that, oh no, don't worry, everything's going to be okay, don't worry about it, you'll be okay. In their mind, they've got nothing to worry about because they're going to be okay because you're telling them that. Yeah? So... You need to be honest, and if it takes brutal honesty to work, then that's sure. what it takes. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I think there's definitely times where brutal, brutal honesty is what's required. Yeah, there's there's a time and a place, definitely. So that's all the questions actually, and I was thinking, do I make a part two of just talking about us? I am happy, man. Like, I'm happy. Yeah. In a later day. Yeah. So we'll put this part one as the Q and A, and people can watch this because it's <laughs> been. God, it's been an hour already. <laughs> um, and then we'll just make like a part two of just us talking about like what we've Happy done, that. what we do, and everything like that. Yeah, sounds good. So thank you for that. I hope you guys enjoyed this Q and A. And yeah, Gary, put your just say out your Instagrams. Sure. And so like that. Give my Instagram is at Gary dot G A R Y dot T I C K L E. Um, you can find me there, and feel free to to reach out. Um, say hello, and uh, I'll be happy to uh, help you out and give you some value. Cheers. Sure. Thank sure. you. My followers will come over. So, yeah, hope you guys enjoyed that, that Q&A. I found it really fun to do. So, 
stay tuned for part two. It's just going to be us talking random shit and yeah, getting to know Gary a bit more, getting to know me a bit Peace. more.